Thanks, Ben and the worship team. Good morning, everybody. God is good. Amen. I love that uh, promises. Uh, scripture says that all the promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. He is the fulfillment of all the promises. And you are welcome here. This is one big open door um, because of what Christ has done for us. My name is Grant, and I have the pleasure and privilege of being a pastor here at New Song Church. And it's lovely seeing all the name badges out there with everybody. It's wonderful. Thanks for participating. And all the kids are in here today. Kids, are you here? The kids are here in the house. Um, yeah, you are welcome here this morning. And if you're just uh, visiting with us today, we would love to know that you were here and who you are after our gathering we're having soup, uh, lots of different soup, and um, some time together, so please stay for that. Uh, and come and introduce yourself uh, to us, to Melody, who you're going to see shortly preaching today, and Josh. Who's Josh in here? Josh Coy back there is one of our pastors, and myself. There's a Connect card in the seat backs. If you want to fill that in, we would love to see how we can journey together with you. Uh, our mission statement that we have is here on the wall aside. In a few weeks, we're actually going to do a series going through this whole thing, kind of uh, examining what this actually perhaps means for us to follow Jesus, to love people, and to do good, and in all of that, to be transformed by the Holy Spirit. Uh, we are not self-made people. We uh, seek to surrender to Christ to let him work in our hearts, transforming us. Uh, we uh, have small groups starting this week. Uh, who was uh, on the Wednesday small groups through the summer? Anyone here this morning? Yeah. We had a wonderful time. This uh, next eight weeks, we're going to have small groups uh, in three different people's homes. Can I introduce you guys? Uh, Jim and Linda Hibden, they are over here. They're opening up their home for a small group. Are the Englands here? Michael and Debbie England. They have lots of space. And I don't know if the Stalnackers are here this morning, Bob and Barb. So Bob and Barb Stalnacker are also opening up their homes. On the website, you can get information to sign up. Uh, so I would encourage you to do that. It's only eight weeks. Uh, we, we've learned that uh, putting a, an end time on it is, is a good idea, uh, rather than you know, feeling you're committing for the rest of your life to uh, the small group. So sign up for that. Uh, also, save the date, October 22nd, we're having our pumpkin patch event with all kinds of stuff, uh, face painting, hopefully some balloon animals and all the, all the stuff. I've actually asked for a bouncy castle. Um, so we're gonna see, you know what bouncy castle is? Is that what you call it here? The inflatable thing, because I want to go on it. Kids, should we get a bouncy castle? Yeah. yeah. So, um, Outside where the name badge thing is, there's a sign-up sheet because all the things that we want to do need lots of hands to participate. So I would encourage you to sign up for that, and Marissa will be very grateful, won't you, Marissa, and the rest of the crew. Um, just a word about giving. On the back of the uh, worship guide, we want to be fully transparent with one another. This is a collective uh, mission that we have here. As we've said before, we are not a, uh, connected with any larger organization. We're an independent community church. So uh, the, the funds that we need to do ministry come from us. Uh, we support one another in our ministries. So there's various ways to give. If you are a, a partner in this with us, if you're part of this community, just remind you about that. Um, is there anything I've missed? Josh, Melody? Wow, did I do okay? I, my jet lag is finally over. I don't actually remember being at church last Sunday. 
I was so jet-lagged from being in Scotland. I actually, later that day, I fell asleep fully clothed on my bed for like two hours and woke up, I had no idea where I was, who I was, what time zone, what country, but I'm back. So it's good. Uh, so good to be here. I just want to say uh, hi to Sawyer and Miranda as well. Nice to see you guys. If you guys know Sawyer and Miranda, they're right back there. Sawyer is doing, what are you doing? What's your, what's your career you're pursuing again? Say again? A rescue swimmer, yeah. So chat with Sawyer. He's doing all kinds of cool stuff and Miranda as well. Let's pray as we uh, prepare our hearts to open God's word, uh, open our hearts uh, to him. Father, Lord, we just thank you so much for this building, uh, all the resources that we have. We are, wow, we are so blessed. Lord, help us to wait for you, to seek you. Lord, open our hearts to your word today. May we encounter you together as a community, but also may we encounter you individually because you alone know what is happening in our lives, in our families, in our communities and neighborhoods, in our minds, in our hearts. You know the burdens that we carry. Lord, open our eyes, open our ears. Lord, I pray for Melody as she shares the word with us this morning, exploring why do we hide. And I pray that you would fill her with your Holy Spirit, uh, give her freedom of expression, and may you do your good work among us that we would know that we have been with you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, it's already on. <laughs> Glad I said amen. Not anything else. Huh. Oh, no. Not my... Here we go. This is all going wrong already. You thought it was my earring. Now it's just me. I feel so Beyonce on Sundays when I preach. Because it's like, okay, is my, is my wire in? Okay, anyway, good morning. I'm Melody. I am one of the pastors here. I am happy that you are here this morning on this fall morning, right? It felt a little fall today, would you say? I saw a little thing on the internet that said, oh, it's that time of year where I put on a sweater in the morning and I regret it by noon. So that is us here in uh, California. So not exactly sweater weather, but whatever. It's pumpkin pie season. The pumpkin pie is out at Sam's Club already. Yes. Sorry, I'm a pumpkin pie Sam's Club girl, not so much Costco pumpkin pie. So now you know where, I'm, where I stand on that. Um, but I am so excited this morning because I have a lot of treats to share with you today. Oh, treats. Did you hear it like suddenly go silent? There are kids in here with us today, yes? Yeah? Yes, there you are, I see you. Um, so kids, I need you to be listening very closely to me because there's going to be treats at stake here, like real treats. And not just for you, but for grown-ups too. So grown-ups, 
I need you to be listening. All right, kiddos? Yes? How about grown-ups? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. All right. So today, it's time to launch our part two of our Why Do We series. And um, right after Easter, if you remember, we started a different uh, Why Do We? And we looked at different things. We said, why do we gather Why do we sing? Why do we pray? Why do we teach? Why do we preach, give, take communion, serve, and baptize? And if you can remember that far back, uh, during those weeks, I said, you know, I went to um, a different church. Uh, We were going to a celebration for a friend, and we went to a Catholic church. And we sat, and we stood, and we got up, and we got down, and, and we did this, and we did that, and there were so many steps that most of the people in the room knew by memory. They recited things by memory. They did things by memory. And I turned to the person next to me, and I was like, why are we doing this now? Oh, I don't know. Why are we doing that now? I don't really know. What are we? I don't, I don't know, but we just do it. So I was so glad that we were doing here this series because it's important why we do the things we do if we say we're followers of Jesus Christ, but it's, it's also important to not only proclaim to follow him, but to, part, to know why we participate in the actions that we participate in. Yes? Yes. So, uh, if you want to listen to any of those sermons, they are found online. So, online you can find all our sermons, why do we this, why do we that. You can find them all the way to the beginning of time. They are online. So, um, where can you find them? Oh, that was a test. The grown-ups are beating you, kids. I heard more grown-ups there. Come on. All right, so this is part two of the Why Do We series. And this series, we are covering why do we hide? Why do we collide? Why do we divide? And why do we pick a side? Now, these words may not get us so excited because they have a little bit of a negative connotation behind them, I think, a little bit of a negative feeling. Would you agree on that? Yeah, but, you know, we're not all rainbows and sunshines and chocolate and strawberries just because we're sitting here at church, yes? These things are things we actually do, and I think as a church, it's important that we talk about these things head on. We don't want to shy away from things that are maybe a little awkward, maybe a little uncomfortable, maybe even a little controversial. We want to be people who talk about these things because guess what? When we walk out of those doors, that is the world we live in, yes? And we all have experiences in the realm of these words. Would you say yes? Yes. A few weeks ago, I actually shared a very personal story that we actually left out of the recording. That part you won't find online, and if you weren't here, oh well, you'll have to talk to me afterwards, I guess, but um, I shared a very personal story that day, and several people came up to me afterwards or sent me a text, sent me an email, whatever, and they said, Melody, thank you for sharing that story. I have something similar happening in my life. And by being open, by being honest, it bound us together a little more. It bound us together a little more. So that is the hope. With this second part of the series, it may not be so pretty. It may not be so pretty, but life brings the good, the bad, and the ugly, yes? 
And this is a place where we want to talk about those things. This is a place where we can safely walk together in those things. That is the hope. So did you bring your good, your bad, your ugly today? Oh yeah, I know I did. All right, so today I get to ask a question. Why do we hide? Okay, so everybody listen to me for the next few minutes. The next few minutes, nothing you say can or will be held against you, okay? This room is covered in immunity for the next few minutes, especially children. You cannot be held accountable for what you're about to say to me to your parents, okay? Full immunity, you have to be on board. I'm up here, so you just gotta go with it. But uh, for the next minute, and if you hear it from your parents later, you can just get me on the phone and say, talk to Pastor Melody. Talk to Pastor Melody, okay? And I'm talking to myself here because I believe my four children are in this room. Yes, they're here somewhere. I saw three of them there, one of them's over here. Okay, so four for the next few minutes. It counts for them too. So I'm gonna start with the kids in this room. Okay, kids, are you listening? Yeah, oh, excellent. I want to ask you, don't answer me yet. So what's, what's the expression? Zip your lip, zip it. Lock it, put it in your pocket. Oh, I remembered. I couldn't remember this morning up there with Electra. I was like, what is the expression? Shut your trap? I don't think that's the one. Mm -mm. But I might say that. Anyway, so um, I'm going to ask you guys in a second, what kinds of things do you hide? What kinds of things do you hide from your parents? You know, if you want to know one of mine, do you want to know one of mine? You, you hide your coins? Okay, tell me in a second. Tell me in a second. Zip, 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 zip. I can't hear you. Okay, so one thing that I did when I was in high school, so I wasn't even little. I was in high school. And back in my day, okay, everyone roll your eyes, all the youth. Back in my day, your report card was email, uh, not emailed, mailed to your house. And so when I knew it was progress report time, I knew that it was gonna be in the mailbox when we got home with my mom or dad after pickup. So what I'd do, I'd say, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom, I gotta go to the bathroom. And so I'd run to the door, grab the report card, stick it under my shirt, and then run to my room and stick it in a drawer. You see, because of his melody, she was a great student, but a student of social life, a student of friends, a student of all the fun things, but homework and tests were not really my strong suit. But I think it's important to note that my senior year, I did receive the principal scholarship. Don't ask me how that happened. Either there was not a whole lot of candidates for that one, or it was who's the most random person that we can give this to. So anyway, so I hid my grades from my parents. Yikes. And maybe you're hiding something like that that you don't want to get in trouble for. Or maybe you're hiding something different. It may be not a mistake you did or not, um, you know, something that you um, maybe took that wasn't yours. Sometimes we hide things that we're worried about. Sometimes we hide things that we fear. Sometimes we have anxieties that keep us up at night that keep us up at night, and the grown-ups too. I'm gonna ask them in a second. So for the next 30 seconds, 
when I say you get to yell out to me things that you hide. For the next, I went down from a minute, now we're gonna do 30 seconds. Actually, no, let's do 20, because I don't wanna be on the phone with a bunch of parents tonight. So actually, let's do 10. <laughs> 10 seconds, okay? So we have a timer on the clock. Let's see, 10 seconds. What, hold on, that was a practice. Okay, are you ready to tell me the thing you hide? Okay, ready, let's go. Golden coins. You're not gonna get in trouble. Legos, what was the other thing? Chocolate. Anything else? That you have what? You haven't folded your laundry. What's that? I hide. You hide, you actually do hide. Can I tell this story? Benjamin, look at Mimi. Can I tell this story about what happened on the playground the other day? Do you remember what happened? When it was recess time and it was time to go back into Benjamin's kindergarten class, Benjamin decided to hide from his teacher. And not only that, but he took a friend with him. So when they got back to the class, the teacher says, oh my goodness, there's two children missing. I think that got you in trouble. We could talk about it later. Ben, Benjamin's like, Mimi, what are you doing to me? You're killing me right now. <laughs> okay, so the kids were a little gun shy. I wonder why, but fold your laundry, Cooper, okay? <laughs> Let's see if the adults have more to say. We've lived a little more life, would you say? We've lived a little more life. We've done a few more things. How about I give us 20 seconds? Is that too much? Should I give us 10 seconds too? Let's do 10 seconds, Electra. Can we do that one again? Okay, for the next 10 seconds, and there's gonna be no judgment, no judgment. I'm not even gonna look. I'm just gonna hear what you say. Okay, ready? 10 on the clock. Let's go. Chocolate. Chocolate. Gifts. Gifts. Online shopping. Online shopping. Amazon. Amazon. Oh my goodness! Ice cream. There's so, we could keep going. We should have done a minute with these guys. Well, you know, I got to say, I'm so proud of you for being so transparent because we're headed that direction. Let's see if you still feel that forthright coming in a few minutes. But we hide things. Would you agree? Yes, we hide that sometimes we go shopping. We hide sometimes that we eat in the middle of the night. We hide sometimes this, sometimes that. Whatever it is, whatever it is, we hide things. But again, again, what about not just things we do, not just mistakes or whoopsies, what about fears? What about anxieties? What about sin? What about struggles? What about physical ailments we have? What about all of these things? We've just heard these things, and I wonder why we hide sometimes. Well, I can give you the very plain and simple answer. It's because we don't want to be found out. Yes? We don't want to be found out. We don't want to ex be exposed. We don't want to face the facts or the consequences or whatever it is. So literally think about the game hide and seek, okay? 
think about the game hide and seek. And hide and seek has an element of fear, wouldn't you say? I mean, literally, the goal of the game is to pick the best place to hide and stay there for as long as you can so that you are not found out. Right? That is the goal. Okay, I have a crazy idea. Crazy idea. Just go with it. It might be a repeat of Christmas Eve kazoos, but we're just going to go with it. If you were here, you, you understand my heart beating right now. If you weren't here... We don't even talk about it anymore. Uh, Okay, so we're going to play the first ever Sunday morning service new song, Hide and Seek. Right now, we're going to play it. I need eight kid hiders. Raise your hand. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Eight, I think I need eight. Okay, if you didn't get picked, you're gonna be a seeker. So my hiders, come up here. If I pointed at you, come up. Come up, come up. I said you, Abby. Abby's like, which one did you mean? Me or my twin sister? That's, I meant you, Abby. Okay, we got Benjamin. Come on down, right here, right here. Come on. We got Cooper, we got Reed, we got Henry, we got Abby. We got Aria, we got Rosalind. Who else did I pick? Is that eight? That's not eight of you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Who else? Oh, Elizabeth. Okay, Elizabeth, come on down. Would you give a round of applause to your hiders? All right. I need six seekers. One, two, Joelle. Who's a seeker? Who's a seeker? Olivia, do you want to be a seeker? Can I team you up with Claire? Three. Claire, you and Olivia are a team. Come down if I called you. So that's three. Okay, Josh, four. Raise your hand. I need six. Sophia, five. One more, one more, one more, one more. Yes, come here. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, six. Excellent. Okay. These are my seekers. Uh, Give them a round of applause. All right, so my seekers, my seekers, you are gonna turn around and go meet Pastor Josh. You are gonna get your instructions from him. Go that way. Turn around, follow Emma, there you go. Excellent, okay. Tell me when they're in there. Okay. I'm going to have to be a little quiet. Can you guys hear me? Benjamin, look at me over here. Okay. Elizabeth, come this way. Come, come, come. Okay. You guys have a really, really, really important job. You have to hide somewhere in this room. But I'm going to help you a little bit. I have put people that are ready to help you hide. In a moment, people in the crowd... When I say, let's help our hiders, you are going to hold up your piece of paper so that the hiders know where they're going. If you see a piece of paper around you that doesn't have anyone sitting there, do me a favor and just be the paper. And you are going to go out there. Once someone else is running to an arrow, you gotta find another spot. 
They're all over. Just look for the arrows. Go this way, go that way, go this way. Now I need my youth helpers. Youth helpers, come forward. Put that down for one second, Mason. My youth helpers, come forward. You see these, these bright youth people? They are going to help you. And also, they have the prizes. So you guys have to follow directions. I have one rule. Everybody look at my face. I'm very serious about this rule. Once you get to your hiding spot, you have to close your eyes until you are found. Do you understand? Once you get there, once you get to wherever you're going, close your eyes. Do you think you can do it? I think we need a little theme music for this. I don't know. This is the first ever new song hide and seek game. Do you think you can do it? I believe in you. They believe in you? I think, I think you will be able to carry us through this first game ever. Yeah? Do you think so? Okay, ready? When I say go, you're gonna go. Are you ready? It's okay, it's chaos. At least it's not kazoos. Okay, you guys, um, there's more spots over here. Are we extra? Do we just have extra? There you go, Reed, go that way. Who else needs a spot? Are we good? Okay, if you don't have a, a kid hiding near you, you can rip up your arrow and just be sad for a minute, but we'll use you in a second. Everybody's hiding? Everybody's hiding. Okay, close your eyes, hiders. Close your eyes. Now, if you got a kid hiding near you and you read the instructions carefully, you know what you have to do next, correct? Raise your arrow in acknowledgement that you know what you're about to do. Are your hiders hiding? Do they have their eyes closed? It is very important that they keep their eyes closed. Okay. All right, we are ready for our seekers. Come on out, seekers. All right, seekers, are you ready? This is, you think so. You have to be sure. You're sure. Okay, Josh, were they instructed properly? Okay. So you know, look at me. You know how you're supposed to look, correct? All right, we got some theme music for you now. One of my favorite songs ever. Go get them! Give them a round of applause, everybody! 
on stage? You were squished under one chair. Did anybody step on you? My tag was stepped Oh, your tag. What was your experience? What? Run. Run. Your experience was just run. Okay. What was your experience, Elizabeth? I don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. You're not, your, your mind is not made up. Okay. Was that an epic game? Yeah. They're like, you clearly don't understand this concept, Melody. All right. Listen. Your youth helpers have a little treat for you, and you have to listen the rest of the service because there is a second treat for you. And not just for you, but the helpers in the crowd have a little treat for everyone in their section. So you will either get a lollipop or a Jolly Rancher if you choose, but go back, sit down where you were. Let's give them a round of applause one more time. All right, and youth workers, please hand those out to the kids that were around you as quietly as possible. If you want a Jolly Rancher or a lollipop, raise your hand, raise your hand. It's okay if you're a grown-up. It's a Jolly Rancher. Come on. All right, I'm going to keep talking while they pass these things out, okay? Everyone's good? Well, you don't get to choose your flavor, what is the other saying? You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit, or you don't get upset, or whatever it is. All right, so the reason I wanted to play hide and seek with you today is because we are about to hear the first experience ever of hide and seek that happened here on earth. We are going to see how what we just did reflects something that happened in the Bible thousands and thousands of years ago. This hide-and-seek takes place in Genesis chapter 3. Now, this story picks up in a place that you might be familiar with. God has made the heavens and earth, the sea and the sky, night and day, and he just keeps rolling. And he eventually makes what? Man. Man. And his name was Adam. And soon after that, he made Eve, the first two people on earth. He made them in all his glory. He made them exactly, he, he, he wanted so many good things for them. He blessed them with everything he could, with everything he had, he blessed them. He made them so pure that there was only goodness in his heart. These guys walked around naked, and they didn't even know they were naked. So that's where our story picks up today, because God gave them all of these wonderful things, but he gave them one rule. He said, you can eat from anything you see except from this one tree. This one tree, don't eat from this, and what do they do? They eat from it. So that's where our story picks up today in verse 8. It says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called to the man, Where are you? The man, Adam, answered. He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. So I hid. So here we are, Adam and Eve, and they are the first hiders ever. And God is looking for them. 
He is the seeker. So what happened in this story? Why do they hide? Well, they made a mistake. They made a mistake, and now they're feeling guilt and shame and fear, and they thought the best thing to do was hide from God. Does that at all sound familiar to how we handle things today? Just a little? We hide sometimes because we make mistakes, or we feel guilty, or we fear something. We fear, again, that we will be exposed, that we're going to face all sorts of consequences. But as I said earlier, too, hiding is not just about a whoopsie mistake or a sin. Hiding is all sorts of things. Some things we hide, for example, are things that we're failing at. Maybe there's a class we're failing or a job that we're committed to that we're so behind on, a commitment we're failing Maybe a difficult situation with a family or a friend or a neighbor or a classmate. You hurt each other, but no one wants to talk about it. Maybe, maybe our finances are struggling and it's difficult to put food on the table sometimes. Maybe we're hiding a struggling marriage. I've sat across couples who say they don't even like each other anymore, but they just sit across from each other because it's easier. It's, it's just how things are now. Maybe we're hiding a mental health struggle. We struggle with depression. There are days where we do not want to get out of bed. We want to stay right there where we are. We don't want to get dressed. Or maybe it's an anxiety or fear of something that's going to happen or that something might get worse. Maybe it's an eating disorder. Maybe we're hiding our parenting struggles, our insecurities, or like I said, we're hiding a physical ailment, a diagnosis that we have no idea what to do with. Can we agree that hiding is a thing? Yes, yes we can agree that hiding is a thing. So how do we hide these things? Maybe you've been listening here all morning and you know, none of these things really you know, relate. You're pretty straightforward. You don't have too many worries. Maybe you're good. Well, to you, I'd say, first of all, I think you're lying because everyone hides something. And second of all, maybe you don't even realize you're hiding. Maybe you don't. So let's look, about, let's look at things that show us, maybe if I'm doing this, maybe if this is happening around me, I am actually hiding something. Again, not necessarily a sin, not necessarily a struggle, not necessarily one of those other things that... It can be any or all or a combination or whatever it is. So the way we find ourselves hiding is you might stop communication with certain people and just generally retreat to yourself. You don't pick up the phone anymore when someone calls. You don't text. You don't email. Whatever your form of communication is, you've just stopped communication. The second way we hide is we avoid we avoid people who might know exactly what we're going through or who might be able to see right through us. You don't want to have too much silence between you and your parents because you don't want them to ask the question. You don't want too much silence between you and your spouse because you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to meet your pastors for coffee. You don't want to meet Grant. You always want to meet me, right? I'm just picking on him. You always want to meet Grant. He's a cool guy. Um, 
Maybe, maybe you avoid people who might see right through you. And I'm not talking about, you know, you're at Walmart, you're in the aisles, and they're like, you know, you're in your comfy clothes, your hair's a hot mess, and here comes Melody chasing you with a cart. I'm a little aggressive, but that's okay. Um, but I'm not talking about that kind of avoiding. You just, you just don't want the empty space. The last way I think we hide is that we pretend that everything is fine. Anyone done that? How are you doing? Fine. Good. Fine. I spoke with someone this morning. I said, are you doing okay with that? Yeah. Are, are you really? Well, no. Are you, are you just really bad? Yep, really bad. So um, we pretend like everything is fine. I'm going to share with you something that's in pop culture. Uh, there's a country music star named Miranda Lambert. And she went through a very public breakup with another country music star, Blake Shelton. I think I have a picture of them up there. They went through a pretty... If you didn't know, I'm sorry. I broke it to you now. They went through a pretty nasty and public divorce. Well, a few years later, she wrote a song, and it's called Not My Mama's Broken Heart. And in this song, she basically expresses how frustrated she is because her mom wants her to put on a good show. Her mom wants her to go and smile. I have a picture of the music video here. Her mom wants her to go out, and there she is walking into her house. Hello, everything's fine. Look at how pretty I am. Look at how put together I am. But the second she walks in her door, the groceries fall. She lets out a big sigh, and she is just done with the fact that she has to put on a brave face. There's a scene a few seconds later where she starts to try to feel better through medication or through a beverage of her choice. That's, the, that's, the, that's, uh, that's what we do sometimes. Then the last picture I have is a picture of her on the phone with her mom. Look at her. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna should, I, should I read it or should I sing it? Sing it. sing it, let's sing the chorus. Okay, I need you to help me right here, ready? Come on, this is what I'm doing. You have to do it with me. Everybody, ready? Word got around to the bar flies and the Baptist. My mama's phone started ringing off the hook. I can hear her now saying she ain't gonna have it. Don't matter how you feel, it only matters how you look. Ready? Go ahead and fix your makeup, girl. It's just a breakup running. Hide your crazy and start acting like a lady. Cause I raise you better. Gotta keep it together even when you fall apart. This is my mama's broken heart. I'm going to need a nap after today. I mean, we've done hide and seek. Now we're singing country. I'm going to need a nap. But can you relate to those lyrics? Everything's fine. I'll line my lips, powder my nose. What do guys do? Put on a hat? I don't know. But we'll just pretend everything is okay. We'll pretend. So how do we hide these things? We stop communication. We avoid people in conversation. We pretend everything is fine. Do you relate to any of these ways at all? Yes. Maybe there's a way I didn't even mention, but you know it is your tactic. It's safe. It works. I have bad news about this. 
This only works for so long. It keeps you away from real community. And if you're using it with people around you, well, you're doing it to God too. You stop communicating with God. I don't know why I'm saying you. We, including me, we stop communicating with God. We avoid him. We pretend like everything is fine. Bummer. Let's all go home. There's nothing to really be done about that, right? Well, I have another idea. Don't worry, no more hide and seek. But I have another idea. Again, without fear of punishment or judgment, raise your hand if you hide something. Raise your hand. I'm pretty sure everyone's hand should be raised. Now keep them up, keep them up, keep them up. If you're not raising your hand, liar, liar, pants on fire. Okay, raise your hand, keep them up, because I'm about to hit you with a lot of good news today. The first piece I'm about to give you is you are not alone. Turn around to the people who have their hands raised and say, you are not alone. You are not alone. And you are not alone. You can put your hands down. You're in a room full of people who struggle with hiding. From people who stand right up here, to people who are up there, to everyone in here. You are in a room with people who struggle with hiding something. You know, something interesting happened over small groups that met here in the summertime. Something interesting More than a few times would we be sitting in a circle, we'd be sitting in a circle and someone would share a struggle. And the person next to them or across from them would say, I'm going through or have gone through that very same thing. And I'm talking big things here. I won't be so explicit because we have little ones in the room but some very dark thoughts that have entered our minds, thoughts that come in in times of really, really struggling through real pain, physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain, and wondering if it was ever going to end, and perhaps contemplating how it was going to end, if you catch my drift. It was something to see people connect over such dark times. You are not alone. You are not alone. Sharing something that can maybe be a little intense, a little scary, can bind us together in prayer, in accountability, in support. There's an Apple TV show called Ted Lasso. Anybody? All right. We just got through it. Ted Lasso, it's an Apple TV series. Ted is an American football coach, like football coach, who is hired on to coach a British football team. Okay? That is actually football. I've offended everyone in this room. That's okay. My family's from Argentina. There's nothing like screaming, go! Right? When When the World Cup comes on, come to my house. It's really fun. Okay, so he's hired on to coach this British football team. And at one point in the show, one of the soccer players, Danny, experiences something really rough. And um, the team brings in a team therapist, the therapist to help him through this. 
And by, you know, the end of the episode, sure, a few days have passed or whatever. By the end of the episode, Danny's problem is resolved. He's happy again. And Coach Lasso is just, he was kind of against the whole therapy thing. He's like, no, my positivity will bring him through. I'll, I'll, I'll get him through this. But Danny needed someone to talk to, someone to share his struggle with. And so when Danny walks in the room all bright and roses like that, Coach Lasso thinks that Dr. Sharon is going to leave. She's done. She's going to go on to her next thing. And when Coach Lasso goes to say goodbye to her, he runs into a couple other players having therapy with Dr. Sharon. Not just one, not just two, but several of the players are having therapy with her, and he is just kind of left, what? I don't understand. But guess what, Coach Lasso? We all have issues. And in the end, he also sees Dr. Sharon. I won't give it all away, but he sees Dr. Sharon, and eventually um, he gets to express more publicly the importance of addressing your mental health concerns. We are not alone, and some of our struggles may surprise us. But what I just said is sharing with each other. And I'm not talking about let's go at Soup Sunday and just you start sharing all your struggles. You pick someone maybe you know. You pick someone you trust. You have three pastors here to talk to. Do you know that 75% of our job is you? Do you know that? Would you say 75%? Would you agree? Yeah? 75% of our job is you. And that includes the kids in this room. You guys have people to talk to. Yes, you have your parents. You might have your grandparents, aunties, uncles. You have people that you might feel safe with. But you have people here at church who you can talk to. And that is why we're here. The other piece of good news I have for you today is, guess what? You are human. You are human, and sometimes we have ugly instincts. Sometimes we react badly. Sometimes we make mistakes. We get things wrong, but guess what? The human condition is nothing new. It is nothing new. Since the first story of hiding and seeking, since Adam and Eve, we have been in this struggle. And you are human, and it's just going to be part of your life. So that's a piece of good news. The next piece of good news I have you, we're going to look back to the, to the Bible story of Adam and Eve. Now remember, they ate from the tree, they hid from God. God got really, really mad first. Really, really mad first. But then, in verse 21, it says, The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. The Lord himself made them clothes made them close. He took care of them, and he loved them even still. He loved them even still. He didn't leave them alone. He didn't abandon them to figure things out on their own. He loved them beyond their mistake, beyond their disobedience, beyond their attempt to hide. He loved them even still. And he loves us even still beyond our brokenness, beyond our struggles, beyond our sin, beyond our mistake, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you are loved. You are loved. 
In Proverbs 28, 13, it says, whoever conceals their sin does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them will find mercy. Mercy. We are loved and we, we will find mercy. A moment ago, we played hide and seek. I have to tell something to our hiders. I have to tell them, guess what, hiders? The seekers knew where you were the whole time. Ah, I know. I know. How did they know? They just knew. They just knew. Isn't that crazy? It's like they had arrows to follow or something. I don't know. They just knew. They, they have more life experience. Maybe they're just more professional at the game, but I don't know. It's like they knew. They didn't have to guess. Just like God, when he is seeking you out, he already knows he already knows he is like the best seeker ever. He is the best seeker ever. He always knows what, and he always knows where we are hiding. And he loves us and cares for us even still. I'm gonna ask the band to come back up here. And I am going to give you the last and ultimate piece of good news. God loves us so much and is such a good seeker. He goes above and beyond and is such a good seeker that he sent us another ultimate seeker. Another ultimate seeker and his name is Jesus. And when Jesus came to this earth, the very land we live in, the very land we live in, the very land where the first hide-and-seek experience was had, Jesus came here, all he did was seek and seek and seek. That's all he did. He went after person after person after person who were trying to hide. What were they trying to hide? Their mistake, their failure. What were they trying to hide? Things they did, who they were. They were trying to hide. He went and he found 12 hiders, and he used those hiders. He called them his apostles. He taught them. And even though they walked the land with Jesus, were they perfect? No. Because no. they were human. But God, Jesus loved them any way. He found them in the middle of their mess. And even still, Jesus I'm, I'm going to mention a few of these things to you, and you probably are familiar with these stories. I have a Bible reference there. If you, if you want to write them down later, or if you want to take a picture of the screen, but Jesus sought person after person out. In John, Jesus went after the Samaritan woman who wanted nothing more than to stay hidden, to stay anonymous. She wanted to stay anonymous so much so that she preferred to go out to get water in the scorching sun in the scorching sun, instead of being known. She wanted to stay isolated, but Jesus found her. And not only did he find her, but he forgave her, and he used her for the glory of God. He used her. 
In John chapter 5, Jesus found the crippled man by the pool who was sick for 38 years. Jesus finds him and says, get up and walk. You were healed. It's probably like the guy you don't even notice anymore because he's just always there. Jesus saw him, found him, helped him, loved him even still. In Mark chapter 5, Jesus found a man who was possessed by 2,000 evil spirits. And in the Bible, it says, it doesn't say Jesus walked to him. Jesus, it said Jesus ran to him. Jesus ran to him. It says this man day and night wandered the cemeteries howling, cutting himself with stones, and Jesus ran. In Luke chapter 8, Jesus found a, a bleeding woman amongst thousands. In Luke chapter 7, Jesus found a sinful woman who didn't have any words. She didn't have any words. All she had was the tears and the perfume jar in her hand, and she could only do actions in that moment. And this is what Jesus says about her. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. Jesus found all these people and many, many, many more by pools, by wells, in parties, in crowds. Jesus found them. The same Jesus that found these people and many more is the same Jesus who is constantly seeking you and I out. Not as a threat, but as an invitation. As an invitation of forgiveness, an invitation to experience freedom and peace, an invitation to take him up on his promise. Jesus seeks us out with good news. And I don't know what good news could be better than that. I don't know. You know why we take communion here every week? Get your communion. Who doesn't have communion? Raise your hand. I actually don't have communion. Can I have some? Oh, thank you, sir. Raise your hand nice and high. We will get communion to you. Why do we take communion every week? We take it to remember, to celebrate, and thank God for this good news. So take out your communion with me. Everyone, anyone else, nice and high? Chris, Fred back there. Nice and high. Anyone else? Oh, Farid, sorry. Okay, everyone has their communion? Jesus, the ultimate seeker, the ultimate seeker went to the cross from us. He took our sins. He took our struggles. Everything we carry, everything we face, day by day by day, Jesus is there. His body is here. And let's remember that he was broken for us. Let's take the bread. And even though we make mistakes, even though we try to hide, Jesus says, don't hide. Don't hide. I found you. I'm here. 
Do you want to know how much I mean it? This is my blood spilled for you. Let's take the cup. Raise your hand one more time. Raise it nice and high, nice and high. You are not alone. You are loved even still. Jesus seeks you out with an invitation. An invitation. Let's not hide. There's promise here. There's freedom here. There's accountability here. That is why we're here for each other. I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, I pray over every single person in this room. God, we have struggles. We have sin. Some of us are just so used to it. It's a way of life. It's not even a thing we worry about anymore. But God, you know our hearts. And you want something better. You know where we are. God, as we sing this song that says, you love us with a reckless love. You love us with a love that will chase us, that will kick down every wall, kick down every lie, go to the deepest, darkest shadows. Thank you for being the ultimate seeker. God, that we would be found. That we would let ourselves be found by you. And it may not be pretty. It may not be pretty. But Lord, we know that you can use it for your honor and your glory. God, everyone in here struggles with something. Today be a day, God, where they feel just a little braver to have conversations, to confront something. Lord God, would you pave the way before us and go behind us, before us, beside, beside us, beneath us? ultimate seeker. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.